If you ever get stuck and want to know what's holding you back, I can guarantee you that a root cause is your self-image. It is impossible to rise above the level of your self-love. My name is Raven Burns Kushner. I am a Wiccan practitioner, artist, and life coach. And this is the Paint Self-Love podcast, where we talk about darkness and light, good and evil, and down-to-earth spiritual principles that make our lives more successful. I hope that you find today's discussion insightful and inspirational. So let's dive in. All right, so I'm really excited that I finally got around to watching the movie Interview with a Vampire. If you've been following this series, you know that I fell in love with this universe through the series, through AMC series. So I finally got around to seeing the movie and I saw it many years ago, or at least I thought I did, but I didn't remember anything. So it was really like seeing it for the first time. So I definitely liked it a lot. Um, It didn't hold a candle to the show for sure, but I wanted to go through some of the things that I noticed about the dynamics between the main relationships. First off, I wanted to say that I was disappointed that they made Louise uh, the source of his sorrow, the supposed death of a wife and child, like they just invented a wife and child. And I went back in the book to see, did I miss something? (laughs) Um, No, he was upset about his brother. So I'm not sure why they felt the need to make that change. I'm not sure if it's either to make sure that we saw him as straight (laughs) or if it was merely um, the fact that they didn't feel that maybe losing a brother would be as sad as losing a wife and child and they wanted to give him a reason for being so sad. I mean, I don't know. To me, your your brother dying in front of you and you being blamed for it is enough, (laughs) but whatever. Uh, So that I was a little disappointed in that. What I really liked about the AMC series is that they pretty much did away with all pretense about the sexuality of the characters. Lestat is clearly, as he said, non-discriminating. <laughs> and, you know, Louis is gay and has accepted that. So I, I love that about the new series. But of course, we have the freedom now to do that. Um, back when when the movie was made, certainly, and really until recent history, it really wasn't accepted um, to have gay main characters, especially stars as big as Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Um, That I think has changed, but definitely it was the case that that wasn't so cool to do. So in any case, I wanted to talk about the dynamics between the, the main relationships. So Louis and Lestat, Louis and Claudia, and then Armand and Louis. And what I noticed about each relationship is that there really was a real sense of manipulation in the relationships, resentment, and and fear, really. So starting off with Louis and Lestat, obviously, you know, in the movie, they didn't so much make it a romantic relationship. It really isn't clear what Lestat's reason is for wanting to hold on to Louis. If it's not romantic, then it's like, okay, well, he's lonely, but yeah, I don't know. But 
Louis, on Louise's case, his need for Lestat supposedly is that he wants information. He wants to understand what it means to be a vampire, and he's convinced that if he keeps hanging around Lestat, he'll learn this information. But it's really key. After Claudia comes along, there's a key statement that Louis makes when he says, he will never let us go. And I think that phrase is really key to all of the relationships in the movie and in the story. When you're with somebody who you feel will quote unquote, never let you go, we base a lot of romantic songs and movies on this notion of like, you are my one and only, you are my everything, I will never let you go. And it's fine to say that, we think of that as romantic, but really in real life, when you're with somebody who quote unquote will never let you go, or you feel that energy from them, it's actually terrifying and it's stultifying and it, you feel like you're in a box. And you really, it's very difficult to love someone back when the love that they're expressing for you is based on that sort of control and manipulation and fear, it really brings in a lot of ugly elements that, that are counter to love and it doesn't allow real love to actually develop. So when Louis feels this way towards Lestat, there is no other thing that you can feel in Louis's position other than this underlying desire to escape and this underlying hatred <laughs> and resentment because you don't feel like you have a free choice. Now, a similar dynamic goes on between Claudia and Louis. Now, it is both Louise and Lestat's fault that Claudia exists as she is, and she never lets them forget that, <laughs> okay? Her issue, and she loves Louis, she says that many times, and you believe her, and he definitely loves her because prior to this, he has only had Lestat and his antics to keep him company. And Louis is the type of person, he needs depth <laughs> in his relationships. He needs something real, and Lestat really can only offer him, you know, antics. <laughs> so when Claudia comes along and, and it really makes it very clear in the movie when he encounters her and she has this need for him because, you know, her mom is long, long gone. She climbs into his arms and there's this tenderness that he hasn't experienced for a long time, maybe since his whatever fictitious <laughs> wife and, and child were you know, in his life. So he's got this child in his arms and he's feeling so many things and those feelings lead to him biting her, you know, taking her life and then Lestat comes along and, and makes her immortal. So they are responsible for his existence. Now Lestat can't be counted on for anything and you know, Claudia senses this right away. Um, but in Louise, she has somebody that has kind of replaced the place that her mother had in her life. But at the same time, when it dawns on her that she's never going to be a woman, she's never going to have a woman's body, she's never going to be able to be a real companion to Louis, she's never going to be able to have a life of her own. 
it changes and her growing hostility towards Louis, you know, it's very mixed. It's like she loves him, but she hates him. She loves him because he's Louis and she can't help but love him, you know, but at the same time, she resents that he's the reason why she's in the state and predicament that she's in. And she hates that she's dependent upon him. I mean, she can never as, you know, trapped in the the body of a little girl. Now they made her older, of course, and in the book, I think in the book, she's five and she's what, eight or 11 or so in, in the um, movie. But still, you can't as a child in the child's body, go out and live your own life, get an apartment or whatever and, and have relationships. So she's stuck in this position of dependency with Louis and she hates it. And again, you can't fully offer your love to somebody if you know that you're dependent upon them. And at the same time, it breeds this fear, like she's scared of losing him and she hates him at the same time. Now this fear of losing him really gets stirred up once Armand comes onto the scene. Armand, okay, now Armand and Louis have the potential for a relationship that's a lot more equal than any of the relationships heretofore. But Armand is the type of person who it's really hard to be his equal because he's so old as a vampire and because he's got this gravitas toward to himself that is amazing. And I loved Antonio Banderas in this role. I had forgotten how hot that man is and was and, and the presence that he has. So it was super believable for him to be Armand. And when Louis meets Armand, okay, there's this potential to have an adult relationship, right? To have a, a, an equal relationship. And, and Armand is fascinating to him because he supposedly has all the answers and he gets him to think in ways that he hadn't really thought before. And, it, and he gets him to see himself in a way that he hasn't seen before. He can see how he doesn't really fit in with other vampires. And he had wanted to meet other vampires to learn more about who he was, but it's dawning on him. It's like, I'm really not like these people and neither is Armand and together we can have this, this kind of a different relationship. And I theoretically, it should have been possible for Armand to be incorporated into Louis's life. But as Claudia picks up and Louis is kind of in denial about is that Armand is not interested in that. <laughs> He's not interested in creating this family, this blended family with he and Claudia. He wants Louis to himself. And again, <laughs> same issue of not being able to come into someone's life, accept them as they are and offer them the freedom to both have their own life and to be with you. Armand manipulates the situation. Now he had Louis's heart. He had Louis's mind. He had Louis's attention, but he couldn't leave it at that. He couldn't allow the relationship to just unfold as it might have. He felt the need to push the envelope and force the situation, force Claudia out of his life, force everybody else away. And he thought he was just going to slickly blame it on the other vampires, let them take the fall, kill off Claudia. And then he and Louis were going to ride off into the moonlight together. That did not happen. Right. Because Louis is like, hell no. I mean, 
losing Claudia was like his worst nightmare. Yes, he resented having to take care of her. Yes, he wanted to be free to live his own life. Yes, he was obligated to her because of his deep sense of duty. He would have taken care of her for the rest of her life, for the rest of their lives, whether he wanted to or not. So in one sense, he's been released from this obligation, but losing Claudia was his worst nightmare. And at this point, he has lost everything. He didn't come this far, you know, getting rid of Lestat and that guilt weighed heavy on him losing Claudia, which was his worst nightmare, only to go through all that and to be ensnared by yet another manipulative, controlling person. It wasn't going to happen. And I love the scene between Brad Pitt and Antonio Banderas when he's basically telling him, no, I'm not going to go with you. The only kind of time where they hinted at the sexual love relationship between them where he basically almost kisses him, but says, uh -uh. <laughs> sorry, old chap, I know you're responsible for this and I am not going to get sucked back into this kind of controlling relationship once more, I'm done. So he decides he would rather be free and be alone than to be in a controlling relationship. And that's where he's at. So when he meets Lestat again, Lestat is a broken man. I mean, a broken vampire. He is a shell of his former self, pitiful, right? He's, he's in the shack or whatever, where he used to live, surrounded by rats, you know, and he used to make fun of Louis for his, you know, animal compulsion. And now here he is with only rats around him, old and ugly, you know, pitiful in a rocking chair. His complete worst nightmare is what he's become. And, and I have to admit, I felt bad for the person. <laughs> I felt bad for because he was pathetic, right? And Louis, it seems cold, but it was absolutely appropriate that he left him where he, where he was. He could have helped him. He could have brought him fresh blood to, in, you know, bring him back to his former glory. He chose not to, and not because he, he hated Lestat, not because he didn't care. He was still drawn to Lestat, but he's like, no. I mean, again, he didn't come this far to be free in order to just entrap himself again with someone like Lestat. And that's exactly what would have happened. He would have been enslaved again to, you know, Lestat's nonsense. And he just, no, I mean, and so proud of him for that character arc because he didn't create <clears throat> out of loneliness. It would have been very tempting for him to be like, you know, I've been alone for a long time. Lestat is still alive. This is better than nothing. But he said, no, this isn't better than nothing. Nothing. <laughs> being alone is better than being a slave. And that's the key. And incidentally, that's why in the AMC series, Lestat had to die because Lestat never came to that conclusion of letting, that letting Louis go would be the best thing for their relationship. So in the AMC series, when, you know, Lestat has beaten Louis to a pulp, you know, and he's, you know, whining about, oh, you, you know, you don't love me and you're never going to love me, all this nonsense. When Louis says, let me go, that's what he means. <laughs> he's not asking to be dropped from the sky, of course. 
although that's what Lestat does to him. Louis is saying, let me go. Let me have the choice to love you. Let me be free to love you as an equal. Let me not be your slave. Don't trap me here with you. Let me be free. And, and the thing is, he would have chosen Lestat anyway. We see that after you know a few years of being apart, he was drawn back to him. He loved Lestat. But nobody wants to be somebody else's slave. Nobody wants to be the object of that kind of one-sided, it's all about me kind of love. If you give the person you love the freedom to choose you, be confident that they will choose you, right? Don't force somebody to be with you. And if you're in that dependent position with somebody else, if you're in Louis or Claudia's position where you feel like you're obligated to be with somebody, acknowledge that you also resent that. You don't really want that. Nobody wants to, to have to be afraid that somebody's going to leave them because their very survival is dependent upon that. And that's why even for the person that's in that controlling position, they also resent the person that they supposedly love because of that fear, because they know that they are dependent upon that person's love. So that breeds a lot of the mistreatment because any time that you feel dependent, whether you are the controlling person or you're the one that's being controlled, that fear that's underlying the relationship is what kills it. And you, dear listener, dear watcher, deserve real, mutual, satisfying love. So don't settle for something else where either you're being controlled or where you feel compelled to control another person because that's not necessary. All right. So that's where I'll leave it for now. I love the movie. I'm really looking forward to the series. I can't wait to see what they do with Armand because in the series, somehow they end up together. So I don't know what's going on. I'm really curious to see what that's all about. But for us, for here, right here, right now, let us choose relationships that, are, that contain real love, that are freely given and freely received. See you next time. So that's all I have for you today. I hope you did enjoy today's discussion. Visit paintselflove.com to book a coaching appointment or to buy some inspirational art. Until next time, love yourself and love yourself well. Blessed be.